step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It's the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. All right, folks, lots of games to get to. As we roll three, uh, through here earlier this morning, uh, we had Jefferson County Public Schools announce that they have uh, uh, canceled the second week of high school football. This is the, the problem with that is that this is the last regular season, or next week is the last regular season night. Um, right, so next week it's the playoffs or the week after. So no male manual game is the big story. Once again, we are in the red category. Yes. What does that mean, you ask? It's 25 cases yeah. per 100,000 people. That's it, 25. Point, .00025% means shut it down. You know Mail Manual's been playing the game since 93. 1893. <laughs> I'll bet you more than .00025 <laughs> of people listening right now have bubonic plague. <laughs> They've almost been playing the male manual game as long as the bubonic. I can't even say it. Bubonic? (laughs) Yeah, because you giggle when you say boob. Bubonic. And you never get to the onic. (laughs) Seriously, point zero 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 two five. You got to shut it down. Come on. All right, so uh, I I, uh, was texting back and forth with Scar Comedy and Chris Wolf. They're not happy, obviously. They're trying to come up with some kind of alternative plan. Chris Wolf has suggested, why don't we play this December 25th? Uh, I think that's a great idea. It might be the most people at the darn game ever. Uh, and I talked to Jason Frakes. He says, I said, what's this mean for the playoffs? Well, they've let soccer and field hockey and the rest of these sports uh, across country, they've all, if the playoff starts, they can continue. I'm, I'm thinking that's going to be the same for Jefferson County. If you take the Jefferson County Public Schools out of the high school playoffs, central, male, manual, these teams were probably going to be in the state championship games. Here are four of the determinations made by JCPS. So you heard about football. Cross-country teams, though, can compete in the KHSAA state championship tomorrow. Cross-country is the only sport currently in the postseason. Next week's football game is not played. Teams can practice in small groups next week, but you can't do game-like simulations during practice. Because the small groups, COVID doesn't spread. Yeah. But COVID senses, wait a minute, wait a minute, you're acting like you're going to tackle him. I'm going to jump onto him and infect him. All winter sports can practice in small groups. No game simulations. And they'll review again next Friday morning, and we'll find out uh, again. It's so confusing. And I'm usually confused anyway. But it is so confusing. I talked to somebody that has uh, a wife that was uh, diagnosed with COVID. And he was like, the difference between what the doctor was telling them and what protocol from the health department was and from work. So the work, doctor, health department, three different answers, 
three different treatments, three different, not treatments, but three different ways they were handling all, okay? Don't get tested. No, 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 you need to get tested. No, you don't need to get tested. Yeah, we need to get tested. What? So no one's on the same page with this, all right? Uh, we will talk to Nick Coffey here in a couple of minutes. Uh, we'll talk about that Virginia Tech matchup for Louisville tomorrow at Cardinal Stadium, another home game. Louisville's on a roll. They lost the Notre Dame game, but the last two games, they've turned the season completely around. Yeah, enter Florida State's defense. So Louisville's basketball's non-conference. The bubble got a little better. The yeah. bubble now has Seton Hall in right, it. Right, right. So here's what it looks like, non-conference games. Southern Illinois, the Salukis, November the 25th. Seton Hall, November the 27th. Not bad. They get Wisconsin in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. That's December the 9th at Wisconsin. The Kentucky game, the 26th. And then to be determined, Prairie View A&M, Western Kentucky, and UNC Greensboro, all of those in the bubble. Um, it, tomorrow is also a blackout, so wear your, well, 12,387 people, whoever that is. Here's an idea. Wear your black. Let's make it a red out, because all the seats are freaking red. <laughs> and then that way, everybody will think it's it will packed. look like it's jam-packed. How come they get to have fans? It's a little crazy. That's just me. Uh, basketball season ticket holders, you found out earlier this week, you should be getting an email. What was that asteroid movie where the it was coming, they knew it was coming, it was going to crash in, and they made all the Americans because they had 30,000 seats in these underground tunnels. It was, oh, and they went like to the middle of the country. Yes, and they said, got to go home because the, the president said, go home, you'll be getting a phone call in the next hour. Deep impact? Yes, yes, yes. It's all up there, dude. I know. Trapped in that noggin. So deep impact. So they were like, go home now. If your phone rings within the hour, you've been chosen to go to the little place. And so, then people are outside the door like, let me in. Let right, me yeah. in. Oh, sure. That, yeah. If you you got are that the option. weakest link. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. So after, yeah, because they're like, look, after, you know, what's that list? They're like, well, after artists. Hey, do you guys have a radio show in there? Why do we? <laughs> You're going to need one. Why are we putting artists in there? We don't need a painter. We don't need <laughs> We don't need somebody painting how this all sucks. Show reruns of the bearded guy you know? with the paint by numbers stuff. <laughs> like you know, the government's like, oh, let's go through the let's go the list of books that we're going to include in here. Right? No, no, let's not do that. Just grab a bunch, throw them in there. Let's go. Whichever party's in charge at the time gets their big donors in. <laughs> all right, you so, want to fundraise? So you'll get an email or contacted in some way from the athletic department. Three thousand fans per seat. Or per game, and the lower bowl will have all the gov- all the seats. So I guess they'll they'll curtain off the top, and they'll have three thousand. Three thousand. The lower bowl will probably be pretty loud. It'll probably be. It, you think about it. It wasn't bad, but they also pipe in some sound. So sure. Yep. Yep. Uh, the the by the way, the Louisville's home ACC schedule: Duke, Notre Dame, Virginia, Florida State, Syracuse, and UK. Damn. Those could all be ranked teams. Uh, Duke. Virginia ranked. and Florida State rank, rank. are possible top five. Florida State's back in the top five, right? Well, uh, recruiting class-wise, but they lost two first-round draft picks okay. and a bunch of scoring. So they'll, okay. they'll probably start outside of the top 25 yeah. to start the year. All of these are top 25 teams. Well, Notre Dame had a horrific year last year. Maybe they'll be back. But Duke, Virginia, Florida State, Syracuse, and U.K., those are all top 25 teams. So. Eventually, yeah, top 25 quality-wise. Yeah. Where are you on the McRib? I love the McRib. It's coming back. Yeah, yeah. December the 2nd. 
People are like, dude, there's no bones in there. They just smash the meat to look like it's a bone. I don't care. These are they're pork trimmings. Yeah. That's what they say with yeah. the sauce and the pickles and the bun yeah. and the onions. Yeah. So December 2nd, limited time. Why is it a limited time, you wonder? Why? If it's so damn popular, why don't they have it all the time? Why? Because pork trimmings, they're so popular, they get a run on those, then everything else starts to become more expensive for yeah. Vienna sausages and other products and the McRib. Oh. So they have to stop making it. There is one country in the world, though, where you can get the McRib all the time. Taiwan. They tried to take over the world twice and failed. Germany. But they get the McRib all the time. Damn Germans. There's your consolation. There you go. Mind your your borders. Son of a... You know... All right. Uh, We're going to get Nick on here next. I want to remind you that we are the underdogs delivered by Papa John's. Papa John's Pizza. They got the double cheeseburger uh, pizza out and the Papadilla to match. And, yes, pickles are on both. And if you are doing Thanksgiving, or I should say Halloween, that's first up, Yeah, you don't want to cook. No. You want pizza laying around? Get some yes. pizza, get some wings. They got the Halloween thing. Let lots of pasta do well, No, they or can Papa help John's. You or Papa John's. <laughs> so much good food in this town. You've only worked two days this week, so you know, know what? Don't give me the look like I'm so tired. It's Friday. It's wearing me out, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, Order online, PapaJohns.com. <laughs> Don't cook this weekend. All right, we're going to break. When we come back, we're going to get Nick Coffee on uh, to talk about this matchup with Virginia Tech tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Louisville's on a roll. Can they keep it going? We'll find out next. Right here on the Afternoon Underdogs on 790. Carity. Into that red zone with Mr. Nick Coffee on the Afternoon Underdogs. Guess who's on the line? Hey, Nick Coffey, let's talk about Virginia Tech tomorrow. Oh, actually, yeah, whatever we're doing today. Hey, uh, Nick, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I am doing well. Uh, it's been a wild week for me. I've had both kids by myself all damn day. So it's actually a pleasure to be joining the dogs. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm letting my hair down a little bit this afternoon on a Friday. Yeah. Go ahead and thank me for that Florida State defensive performance, Nick Coffey, to yeah, kind of get Louisville you. back on track. Thank you, Dave. You're welcome. Great. You're welcome. Just, there you just go. what the doctor ordered. Uh, yes, but let's I go back. I did not any gaps on purpose. Yeah. Let's go back to uh, two games, though. Notre Dame, we thought, we were trying to think, wow, was that real or what, what's going on? And then obviously against Florida State, you're thinking they have made improvements. This does look like a completely different team. Why is that, Nick? Man, to answer your question, I, I was really surprised this week to hear Satterfield kind of allude to that the team wasn't focused and that they had guys not showing up on time. And that just seemed to be the exact opposite of what I would have expected from this team, especially given what happened last year. But that was mentioned on Monday when asked, hey, what, what was that? How did you guys come out and, and honestly look like a much different team from what you looked like the first four to five games? I'm with you. The Notre Dame game, it was 12 to 7. It was an ugly game. Neither team looked good, but I think we all believe Notre Dame was a really good team and Louisville had a good showing in South Bend. But what I kept saying last week was, we're going to find out what that meant given what you do on Saturday against Florida State. And they carried over some positive vibes despite it being a loss in South Bend. And it was, uh, it was best case scenario, right? You're, at that point, you're going into the game one and four. You can't control. Uh, and change what happened in the past. All you can do is move forward, and that was just a, a statement victory. Especially when you look at Notre Dame in their next game, they walloped Pittsburgh like forty-five to three, and and Florida State was coming off a win against North Carolina. So uh, you're still a two and four football team. A lot of work to be done to really get this thing turned around. I think you're going to always look back and feel bad about the Georgia Tech loss, even the Pittsburgh loss too. They haven't won a game since they beat you, but. Uh, they definitely took a big step forward against Florida State, but you got to wonder: Are they going to be able to do it once again? I think 
They're definitely riding some momentum, but we can't ignore that for the first month of this season, this team looked a lot different than they did against Florida State. Well, are they worried at all about overconfidence? Against Notre Dame, the yards were difficult, and he had to make some tough throws, didn't always do it. Against Florida State, the holes were big, and the receivers were wide open. It's not going to be like that necessarily. Virginia Tech's defense is probably a little better than Florida State's, but not a ton. But, I mean, it's easy to get yeah. confident, Nick, when everything works. Yeah, and I asked, I had Alex Tupper on with me earlier today. You know, he's got a better football eye than I do. What was, how did you go from being very stagnant and just not productive offensively to exploding like that? And yes, the Florida State defense probably had a lot to do with that. But I, did, I just think they got some more push than they were used to early on up front. And it opened up a lot. And once they got going, they really never looked back. I think confidence really got going in a way we haven't seen this year. Um, and, and Scott Satterfield hinted at maybe making some different play calls and really go and, and mixing it up on first down, not being as predictable with the run. He hinted at that going into the Florida State game. But from what I could tell, he was kind of doing the same thing. It just so happened to be working. Um, to me, offense was just a little off. Like the, there were several of the games that we lost, that Louisville lost, where wide receivers just open and Cunningham just couldn't get the ball to him. Cunningham had a couple of bad games in a row, and then the running game wasn't going to open up because he couldn't pass over the top. So you were thinking, boy, this offense is just one click away from really kind of getting it, getting it on. Defense just changed their philosophy. They started to attack. It was a moment in the season a couple of games ago where Brown said, we're just going to bring the house. We're going to disguise. Uh, we're going to disguise some pressure and drop back into some zone coverage when we need to. And and they've called. He's called a great defensive plan. That's to me the two things. The offense wasn't far off. They were right there. And defense finally said, "We're not going to play reactionary uh, defense. We're going to attack. And if you beat us over the top, whatever." Right? I wonder if they simplified things, Nick, on defense. I don't know. Well, I. I really cannot believe we're sitting here at the end of October, especially when you look at how the defense played in the Miami game. And uh, even, I mean, they even had the first touchdown of the game from Jordan Travis. They just, it was kind of inexcusable that he ended up finding his way in the end zone. So they still will have those plays every now and then, but they've turned into the bend but not break. You're right. They're definitely schematically doing some things different, bringing some pressure and it's working. And as much as I'm pleased to see that, I also wonder why the hell weren't you doing that early on? Clearly, you have some playmakers in Monty Montgomery, the backup linebacker who's become a really effective pass rusher. Cottrell Clark, the transfer from Liberty, you've, you've learned he's actually one hell of a player. I mean, in the, against Florida State, you broke the program record for pass breakups. So the defense has gotten better. I still can't get out of my mind the plays they gave up against Miami in the Pittsburgh game where that guy doesn't actually go all the way to the ground. He gets up and walks in the end zone because they didn't play through the whistle. So those just inexcusable mistakes, they still stand out but if you take those away the defense has gotten a lot better brian brown took took some heat early on this year and i think it was deserved but he deserves just as much credit because the defense right now has become sort of a strength i think you're spot on with the offense finally just clicking you hope you can sustain that moving forward but it wasn't just that they were off early we knew like this is almost the same exact offense a year ago that was super explosive and i know makai beckman's gone and you miss him in a major way but Mikhail Cunningham, Malik Cunningham, whatever his name is today, he just he could not consistently connect with his guys, and somehow that worked. Uh, he was much better. I don't know if it was just because there was a lot of balance when the run game was working. Maybe he was able to. Uh, maybe maybe the plays just kind of opened up and developed for him to where he didn't have to do a lot with his arm. 
Um, but if they, I mean, if they can come close to recreating that offensive explosion the rest of the way, I think they can, they can win out. I, I wouldn't predict that just yet because they've only shown us in one game what it looks like when they all come together. But for me, it was just a reminder, okay, yeah, we've known this team's been there all year. This is, this is who we thought we'd see. For whatever reason, it just took a lot longer than most would have expected. Um, but they're definitely riding some momentum right now, that's for sure. All right, Nick, coaches are never going to say in any sport, any league, you know what, we're exactly where we, we need to be. We don't have to improve anything. We are good to go. What is one thing, as, as good as that game was against Florida State, what's one area Coach Sat wants to see improvement this week? That's a good question because, honestly, the, the, you could, I don't want to say that it was a perfect game, but given where they were going into it, there wasn't much that could go wrong. It was, I, again, I, I said this on Monday after the, after the game, and I'll say it here days later. It was honestly best-case scenario. So I would say the, the start, the start to the game, because they had a, the, the touchdown drive that Florida State had. You had, you guys remember early on, Dave, your guys were carrying the pile, which is not a good look. Right. You've got eight guys swarming the ball, and yet the guy with the ball is carrying the pile. Like I thought in the first drive this was going to be an ugly game, and we were going to have to once again just have to look in the mirror and say this team has been very underwhelming and they're not very good. And then Jordan Travis loses the ball, picks it up, just walks by six defenders it seemed to punch it in and that was just that was a rough start uh but they overcame it so i would say starting a little bit more crisp eliminating those kind of mistakes because on that drive the defensive mistakes it was just bad angles for tackles it was just guys not being in the right place and those that's not a talent thing that's that's something that you should be able to correct so uh from that game specifically i would hope that he's telling his guys hey as much as we did bounce back eliminated that 7-0 deficit pretty quickly. Let's not put ourselves in that hole. I, that's what I would say he's saying. But, um, man, just what a difference, what a different team we saw Saturday compared to what we'd seen in the first month or so. All right, Nick Coffey, Tony Vanetti, and Dave Jennings breaking down that Virginia Tech game uh, with the Louisville Cardinals. Let's take a trip back in time. <laughs> Last time Louisville played Virginia Tech, a 35-24 to loss in the Gator Bowl. I don't think they, they haven't called it the Gator Bowl since probably that game. Uh, they call it something else now. It's in, it's in uh, Jacksonville. Uh, Bobby was at the height of his powers. Brian Brom had blew his knee out earlier in that season, so Hunter yep. Cantwell was the quarterback for that team team uh for that game for the and he did a pretty good job i remember thinking how tough these are memories do you remember the game nick oh yeah i was uh i was very young but i remember watching it and isn't that you guys correct me isn't that when kind of the hunter like we always felt like louisville had a really good backup in hunter cantwell but wasn't it that stretch where he kind of had a lot of i mean you remember i think it might have been McShay or Kuyper, when Braun, when Brian was looked at to be the next NFL great and he had a lot of hype, like he, his backup, Cantwell, was listed as like the fifth best draftable yes, quarterback. Yes, true, like, what, right. Wasn't that when that started, whenever yes. like, he played pretty well in that situation? Yeah, and remember, Hunter Cantwell got like got clocked in the chin. He was the original pink torpedo, and was he not? Yeah, and he split his face open. Remember, and they oh. had to oh, yeah. stuff his his split his face open, and they had to stuff his chin uh, strap with all. You could barely he could barely open his mouth to call the play, and he did a great job. It was just a, and that of course we all know that game from how. Well, how do we know that game, Dave? Do you remember? What's the one thing that happened that we all remember? There was a crazy play, and I can't remember. No, it was Marcus, Marcus Vick. Vick oh, that's on right. Elvis Dumerville's leg. That's right. We all collectively lost our minds because so I mentioned, 
I mentioned yeah. this on my show. If the internet was what it is now, oh, then oh. social media. That oh. like, think about the Cash Daniel video last year where he almost tried to break a guy's leg, rip it off of his yeah. body. And yeah. social media, of course, within with, by the time you went to bed that night, that clip that somebody filmed from their phone on TV <laughs> yeah. had a million yes. views. The Mark yes. Vick video would have been six oh, times oh. that just because he's Michael Vick's brother. Like social media, I don't know if it existed then. The internet was just a different world then than it is now. Think about how much more that would have gotten covered if 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 that happened this day and age. Well, and that was a time when, let me tell you, Marcus Vick was not, uh, he had a reputation. Oh, he had incidents before he that. He had a lot of trouble going on. Oh, he so had more, Vick, yeah, he was. Oh, he yeah. had much more issues than his brother. This was, of course, before we knew oh, his brother big was time. A, a, the, the dog fighting thing. But Michael Vick seemed to be an upstanding citizen, at least on the surface. Marcus Vick made no mistake about it. He was not exactly an upstanding citizen. I don't know how the refs, I love my ref buddies. I don't know. I'm still pissed off about it. Right. I, I, well, no, I don't I, we, we don't remember. Did he even get? Did he even get a penalty? Like, no. Anything no. Happened, right. No. He st- and remember Elvis Dumerville at the time. He was a Bronco Nagurski uh, winner, right? Wasn't he? The, he was yeah. the defensive yeah. lineman of the year. Too small to play in the Nationally. NFL. No, right. He had 20, 20 sacks that year. He was defensive lineman of the year. And we all lost our minds. He's he's by far the most NFL ready guy on the field. He stomps on his knee. And we're like, it's the quarterback with the ball. He's getting up. How does no ref see what just happened? So then after the game, because we all, Frank Beamer has this, oh, he's an old school. Right. He's about the rules and discipline. And after the game, he's like, he's oh, well. Integrity. Oh, he's got integrity. And it was, remember, that happened in the first half. So we were thinking, will Marcus, the whole conversation was, will Marcus come out as the quarterback in the second half after the coaches see the tape or whoever sees the tape? And Frank, after the game, because the reason they won it was Marcus. Marcus went off. He went nuts. So we were like, okay. Frank Beamer goes, oh, I had no idea that happened. I, I didn't find out until after the game. I certainly would have pulled him if I knew that had happened. And it's like, oh, Now you want to win the game. You kept Whatever. him in. Da, 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 da. Whatever. Well, this and, Virginia, and, yeah, this Virginia Tech team is not that one. No. Fortunately. No. no well, let me ask you guys this, though, because Louisville at that time during Bobby's first run, you really – they had some special teams. Um, but I remember just playing Virginia Tech in a bowl game. Felt yes. like, man, yes. that, like, this yes. is Because Virginia Tech was, of course, a much different kind of program at that time. Oh, Not yeah. that they've really fallen off, but I mean, it just, and think about this. Think about this. I talked about this morning with, with Alex Cupper because he played, you know, his teams did, I think, a huge role in the program being in a great spot to where you got into the ACC, ACC and you play these kind of games. But Louisville football, Tony, in three weeks has played Notre Dame. Florida State and Virginia Tech in three consecutive weeks. And I know, two, no, sorry, Dave, but Florida State's not, of course, now what they usually no, are. Not even and, close. And, and Virginia Tech is now no longer ranked. But think about 15 years ago, Tony and Dave, hearing that Louisville's no. going to have three straight weeks playing these, these brand programs. No. Uh, the, the season tickets would have been sold out. There wouldn't have been an empty seat in, in Cardinal Stadium. And it was that, that would have been insane to think about, that, that you were going to play those three teams in a row. The new norm just happens so quick with fans these days, with everybody yep. really in society. But the new everyone just gets adjusted to the new days. And you're exactly right. The Gator Bowl in Florida, went, and, and that was pre the explosion of the bowls to where you have whatever number you have now. So you got in the Gator Bowl. It's Virginia Tech. It's Frank Beamer. This is defense knocking in the face. This is – 
uh, national championship t- type uh, team of Virginia Tech with Marcus Vick, famous last name. You're exactly right. It felt that way. Didn't feel that way after we lost. Uh, and by the way, it just I don't want to. I, I love Hunter Cantwell, uh, but talking to Bobby after the after weeks after the game said, "Oh, I, I if I had Brian, I'd have won by three touchdowns." And, okay, <laughs> he, he said there was. You know, I love Hunter. I love Hunter, but he said Hunter missed a lot of lot of stuff. Uh, during that game, but he did a great job after getting smashed in the face. But I agree with you totally. Uh, it, they are, this team, Virginia Tech, is not the Virginia Tech oh. of old. It's not about defense and special teams. But North, North Carolina ran for 400 yards on this team, averaged nine yards per carry. Louisville's backs, Nick, should be salivating. Yeah, and, and Virginia Tech, though, they have been hit by COVID more than any team in the ACC. Early on this year, they were playing well, but yet they were down a bunch of guys. I mean, uh, their opener against NC State where they won, they were without 20 guys, and yet they still ended up winning, and they were without their defensive coordinator. I think a few weeks later when they played Carolina in that game, they were out with a bunch of guys, and yet they've still been somewhat successful. Well, last week they have, the for the first time, a complete roster with, very I think, very few. No first- or second-string guys were out because of contact tracing or whatnot, and yet they lose to Wake Forest, who's actually also another team that's better than expected. This Wake Forest team, or not, I'm sorry, this Virginia Tech team, they make no mistake about it. They're going to try to run the ball. When they run for over 300 yards, they, they, they win the game. Yeah, but uh, when they don't, they're 4-2 and two in the league. Oh, no. Right? Yeah, they're good. And, and, they're good. And, they're, and look, and, and they're number 19 in the country. So they're the ranked team. It's going to be a ball game. No, it, it, it will be. And, and, and this is one of those games that because Louisville, if they win, they're still going to have a losing record because they have a lot of work to do to, to really get it turned around. But I, this would show a lot to me if they can come out and win this game. And actually – uh, it'll be it'll be tough to do, but I actually kind of like the matchup based off the fact that the Louisville defense has improved so much because Virginia Tech is dead last, I believe, in the ACC in passing yards. If Louisville can kind of stack the box and Ben but not break, force them to kick some field goals, kind of like they did against Notre Dame, I really like their chances. And this would be a win that I don't know what it would say nationally. Again, you'd still be looking at a three and four record, but this would be just it would be even more of a of a confirmation that yeah. What you did in the first month of the season was not who you are. You still have to pay the price for it. You got to look in the mirror and blame yourself. But if they can get this this victory against against uh, Virginia Tech, uh, that would that would that would probably make me say, okay, why can't you go win out? Easier said than done. But at this point, you would have proven to me that not that it was a fluke, because maybe there were some legitimate reasons as to why. But it would just make me even more so feel as if that this is a team where their record does not indicate just how good they can be. One thing to watch, Nick Coffey, third downs. Louisville not good at getting stops on third down, not good at converting third downs. Virginia Tech, same deal. Something's got to give. Yeah, yeah. and in and, and fact, uh, Scott Satterfield was on the ACC Network earlier this week, and it was him mentioning it that, that got me looking into it. This, these teams, their records aren't similar. They're the opposite. But there are a lot of similarities as far as what they want to do, and, and that specific stat there that you mentioned is uh, – is key and, and that last year I think third down getting off the field on third down I think is is probably something the defense I mean at times it's it's something you could you know maybe a missed tackle does it and at times they they've third downs have been have been good in situations but you have a you have a flag or something that leads to where they they can convert but on the offensive side of converting on third down I think what they were what they've been running into all year and you did see an improvement uh, they didn't even seem to see many third down situations against Florida State because the offense was clicking so well but I think they they script their plays and. I think when Satterfield goes to the second or third play, he envisions being closer to the first down marker, but they'll, on first down, they'll be 
two, three yards behind the six, or they'll get a penalty and be back even further than that. Uh, and that's why I just think you need to be a little bit more aggressive. I think the recipe to get yourself in a much better situation to convert on third down is to be a little more aggressive earlier in the drive. That way you're not looking at third and eight, third and All 11. Right. You're, looking, you're looking more so at third and three, third and four. And at that point, it's pretty manageable, especially when you can, you can run behind uh, Javion Hawkins, who's having a phenomenal Louisville. The Louisville season's not been great, but Javion Hawkins is having a phenomenal year. Oh, yeah. Louisville, Virginia Tech, baby, let's get it on. Four and two versus two and four. Who cares? Let's play some football. Thank you, Nick Coffey. Bye, brother. See you, buddy. Got to talk some soccer next. Back after this on 790. KRD. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.